Hello, this is the State Senate DFL Podcast, Call of the Senate. I'm your host, Senator Jeff Hayden. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Call of the Senate. I'm your host, Jeff Hayden. Uh, today, uh, we have a great topic. Uh, there is a bill that is uh, being presented in the legislature. It is the teacher or the increased teacher of color act. And today my guest is Senator Patricia Torres Ray, a longtime advocate and activist around education. And then we have a special guest, uh, Kimberly Colbert, who's an English teacher uh, and has great experience on this issue. Welcome to Call of the Senate. Thank you. Thank you. We're very happy to be here, Senator. Good, good. Well, uh, Ms. Colbert, I think we're going to start with you, and we're just going to kind of get into the meat of it. You're a person of color. People can't see you, um, and you uh, are a teacher, and that's what this bill is about. Tell us about you, how you got into teaching, and why you think this is so important. Okay, thank you very much. I identify as Afro-Asian. I'm biracial, um, and so obviously I'm a teacher of color. I began my career as a second career person. Mm -hmm. um, I started off working as an education support professional, ESP, in St. Paul schools, while at night I was getting my master's degree, so I had a BA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and once I was able to graduate, I got a master's of teaching and then was hired in Minneapolis and then went to St. Paul. Okay. So my my trajectory is the same as, as many people who go into the profession, but today I wanted to talk about why it is that I stayed. So we know that uh, teachers of color leave the profession at a 20%, 24% higher rate than white teachers. Mm -hmm. And um, I am not any more special than anybody else, mm -hmm. but I was given a lot of opportunities that made my experience um, a really, really positive one. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I had um, ad administrators who really supported me. Mm -hmm. I taught uh, at Central High School with Mary McBee, who when I was in EA and when I was going to school, really helped me with the, um, the challenges of doing things like student teaching. Mm -hmm. And we know, um, you know that in the bill where we're asking for money to help student teachers, you, mm -hmm. you literally, pay you can't you, you pay to student teach you really can't work right and and uh, my principal supported me in that um, I had some student debt um, I that that kind of remained with me um, and and <laughs> you know in the song. bill we yeah, talk right. about loan forgiveness and things like that um, however um, I was able to you know stick with the profession enough and get involved so that I could influence some of how our payment schedule went. So I was um, later in in my career active in negotiating five contracts. Right. right. Um, where it wasn't just it wasn't about salary only, but it was also about um, working conditions. Right. Right. So staffing and and things like that to make sure that our kids got what they wanted. Absolutely. Um, I taught. I was I was one of um, not maybe about ten or so teachers mm -hmm. of color at mm -hmm. my school, but my colleagues were very much um, very much embraced me. They were very supportive. We were able to work together for the benefit of the students. 
Um, some of many of my colleagues now experience isolation, um, and you know, as Senator Torres Ray will talk about, you know, in our bill we talk about the need for mentoring and for affinity group work and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was I was I was lucky. I was surrounded by uh, teachers who really did the work of trying to be culturally responsive. We talked, we read books together, we designed classes that were culturally responsive. Um, and we were able to do that, again, because we had academic freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And right. so, right. so we, we definitely took advantage of academic freedom. Right. Um, so the 20 to 25% of teachers of color that leave, is that a national number or is that specific to Minnesota? That is in Minnesota. Okay. Okay, that's, I, I think that that's important. A lot of our conversation has been, and you, what, what I heard from you was kind of two different cultures, right? There's like culturally responsive as an ethnic and, and mm -hmm. people of color and understanding that, but also it sounds like you had a supportive culture, a yes. culture of administrators, teachers, senior teachers, and others that really created a culture where you could thrive. Exactly. Right, and I think that that is something that we have been talking about a lot around here. There is, you know, a conversation that we need to spend more money on education. I think we all would agree, mm -hmm. but I think that there is an increasing sense that money in of itself without having that supportive culture yes. and then also being culturally competent really is something that has to come through policy and it has to come through culture change uh, within the district. Uh, Senator Torres Ray, can you talk a little bit about that? I know you've been working, uh, and I want to get into the bill in just a few minutes, but you know, I know that I did a bill a few years ago and then you guys have really kind of taken that kind of the stratosphere. I kind of did that first grow your own residency mm -hmm. bill um, and, and kind of put some money into this process. And then those of you who really understand education and are in it every day have really taken it. So maybe, Senator Torres Ray, if you could talk a little bit about the culture and then you can start to tell us about what's in the bill and why it's so important we pass it this year. Yes, absolutely. Well, we have been talking about this issue, as you said, for such a long mm -hmm. time. And we have today a situation where we have uh, a crisis. We mm -hmm. don't, uh, the young people in our state are not pursuing the teaching profession mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. So we have a decline in participation in the profession mm -hmm. and we have a problem with an economy that offers opportunities for better mm -hmm. options for mm -hmm. work and uh, guaranteed jobs in other industries so we cannot recruit young people to come into the field. Mm -hmm. And add to that the layer of the cost for yes. our communities that cannot afford, uh, you know, school right now. So um, to give you an idea, we have about, you know, 67,000 teachers in the state of Minnesota, give and take, you know, a number in there. And out of those teachers, we only have 2,600 teachers of color. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just the difference. So that's mm -hmm. less than 4%. Mm -hmm. And so we have 4% of teachers of color in, in the teaching population, and while our kids are 27% of the population. Right. So they don't see right. themselves reflected. That's right. And we need, to, we need to change that. That's right. So changing the culture requires that we bring people who represent those cultures, mm -hmm. you know, who represent those life mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, kids need to see themselves mm -hmm. in their teachers. And there's another element that uh, we're talking about in education today, which is why children seeing people in positions of leadership, That's people right. of color and indigenous right. people in positions of leadership. That in Minnesota, our children don't get to see mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. 
they get to see their, uh, you know, uh, people of color and indigenous people as janitors. Mm-hmm. They, they, they get to see them in, uh, you know, assisting positions a little bit more mm-hmm. and uh, other positions, but they don't see themselves, uh, you know, in principals. They don't mm-hmm. see themselves in leading teachers and teachers. And, right, yeah. and white children don't see that right. either. And so that is right. uh, something that we really need to change. That's and right. that's what this bill will mm-hmm. do. That's right. That's right. So, can you give us some of the highlights of the of the, of the legislation? Um, kind of specifically, what would it what what would it do to get to the goal uh, that I think that we're trying to get to, which is, you know, if I may say, it's it's increasing, uh, not only increasing more teachers of color, but we're increasing more teachers of color because we believe that that is going to close the achievement gap, or you know. People say opportunity, opportunity gap. gap. I, I often struggle with that, but um, but I'm trying to use that language. Mm-hmm. But I but the idea is getting black kids closer uh, to where white kids are in terms of um, how they achieve in the in the in, in the state. I, I think that's where we want to go, and Absolutely. one of the reasons why we're doing this bill. Absolutely, we we know that teachers are key, you know, to mm-hmm. uh, academic achievement, and mm-hmm. that's why we want to make sure that they are. Um, obviously that our populations are reflected in the profession. So our bill this year actually is not as uh, um, as robust as our bill last year. Mm-hmm. We requested $87 million uh, really to address this issue. Mm-hmm. That's just to start. But this is not a, a budget year, so we are very aware of that, and we're focusing mostly on policy issues mm-hmm. and hoping that we will get uh, some money. So the first thing that we're going to do is just make sure that the state of Minnesota will establish a goal for increasing teachers of color and indigenous teachers in the classroom, mm-hmm. because right now is not we don't have a goal. Right. So we have been at this forty percent, uh, at this four percent, mm-hmm. and we have been there for a long time, and we want this to be at a thirty percent. Okay. And so that way, we are requiring that school districts really think about this mm-hmm. every time they hire mm-hmm. and recruit and, and try to retain and establish, you know, a, a, a procedure to hire uh, teachers of color. We also want to strengthen the Grow Your Own program, which is mm-hmm. absolutely essential. We have a lot now mm-hmm. people of color who are pursuing the positions, mm-hmm. but they don't have the credential. Mm-hmm. So they, they are pursuing positions in the schools and other capacities, and they want to come to, be, to become teachers, right. but they don't have the funding to do it. Right. They don't know what is required, but they're in the school. They have relationships with That's the right. kids. They love doing what they do in the schools. So we want them to have an opportunity to become teachers. Mm-hmm. And so these Grow Your Own programs are incredibly important, and we want them to be part of the legislation to strengthen uh, you know, those programs that already exist. We also want to uh, require the, the district plans under the World Best uh, Workforce and Achievement and Integration Statutes to ensure curriculum, uh, learning, and working environments that are inclusive and respectful of all students and families. So we want specific language addressing this whole issue of cultural connections and understanding um, what is really uh, achievement and integration from a cross-cultural perspective. Exactly. We also want uh, to require that testing companies offering uh, licensure exams uh, will provide supports mm-hmm. for um, candidates. So you know when they need more time. Uh, we have um, the cost of testing has increased dramatically, so we need to put a specific um, 
you know, um, supports in place that will allow uh, people, especially, you know, sometimes in the Grow Your Own program, we have people who are working full time, mm -hmm. who really, you know, need time to study, mm -hmm. they need opportunities to, to do this, mm -hmm. and we want that to be in place. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I know that that was something that I didn't realize until I kind of dove into this issue about the testing. What, what, can you talk, either one of you talk about, like, this idea of being licensed to teach a particular class so if you're Kimberly teaching English be. or math mm -hmm. what 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 is that process to be licensed to be able to teach say English what, what do you have to do well it's way different now than when I okay. than when I came into the profession okay. I took the praxis test okay. which tested at a little bit of a different a different level in kind of general areas okay um, right now they have not only a basic skills test but they have a pedagogical test how you teach a content area test, mm -hmm. or, um, and then there's one other one. I'm not fully okay. familiar with all the testing. Okay. What I do know is that the tests are difficult and they're very expensive. Okay. So not only is getting your 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 degree, getting your your college, is prohibitive. Mm -hmm. These tests make it even more prohibitive. Mm -hmm. And when you do your student teaching, mm -hmm. again, as I said, you have to pay tuition. Mm -hmm. And and your professor, your your um, uh, teach a uh, teacher will come in and watch you. You mm -hmm. also work with the teacher in a classroom, mm -hmm. um, and you have to grade, you have to teach, and you really can't work. So you've got these tests, you have the student teaching, mm -hmm. and you have school that is very prohibitive right. to get people into the profession. Then once you get into the profession, you have the issue of of salary. You know, depending on where on where you work, and 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 you know, healthcare costs and things like that. So you have a lot of roadblocks along along the way. Right. Well, and that's why I wanted to take a deeper mm -hmm. dive. I yeah. think mm -hmm. that just to the, mm -hmm. you know, without being in the legislature and not have kind of following a policy, I just thought people went to school. You know, right. like everywhere else, they get a degree, they right. get whatever they got, and then they go to work. Right. right. I didn't understand. Yes. And I want to make sure our listeners understand these roadblocks, student teaching, yes. licensure, license to take a particular course, uh, all of the, the, the first couple of years where you're in the probationary yes. phase mm -hmm. uh, of this right. process. I think I think in the medical profession, we kind of understand residency and right. that stuff. But I don't think that at least I didn't realize that that's the, kind of a similar model. That yes. is done to become a teacher, right? Absolutely, absolutely, huh. and it's important. Um, when 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 you become a teacher, there are certain things that you really need to know, like child mm -hmm. development, brain development. When mm -hmm. I went through school, we were just starting to learn about brain development. Mm -hmm. um, but though that kind of information is really helpful, right? When you're standing in front of a ninth grade class and you're trying to figure out. What's going on? You Why know? is little Jeffrey not listening to you? Or 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 what does little <laughs> or what does little Jeffrey need, right, right, to become engaged with a book? You right. know that maybe he's saying, I don't like to read, right. and right. so and so those kinds of issues, pedagogy, how you teach. Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to be part of uh, an era where there was money, and they spent um, that that the state spent on on allowing teachers to work with artists. Right. We learned how to do arts infusion mm -hmm. in a classroom, like not just slap up an art project, but literally, you know, how do you write an artist statement? How do you express what you have learned through art? Mm -hmm. And um, 
so many of the students that I run into now nowadays, um, I won't say how old I am, but they remember that. And it was kinesthetic learning mm. that really lent itself to the classroom. Unfortunately, my colleagues today and, and our aspiring educators don't have this. And and I I really regret that because right. it right. that is what makes that is what for me made teaching other than the kids because I love the kids you know but that is for me what made teaching fun right it's funny you said it we went to a training not long ago a, a political training and we tried to figure out what kind of learners we were right because mm -hmm. it's yeah it's really mm -hmm. Apple and I was a kinesthetic learner and I never go. heard of that before then which explains my education career right. where I might have had some bumps along the road because clearly I you learned in a much different way than, than yep. what the curriculum said. You would have loved do. the balloon activity, right? Yeah. Where you, <laughs> where you like take, now, you take yeah. literature, yeah. you cut it up, <laughs> you put it in a balloon, you play with the balloons, oh, yeah. and then you rework the literature into something of your own. I mean, oh. there's all of that is right. what you have the opportunity right. to learn when you're when you're going through teacher preparation absolutely and you know part of the challenge too is that so we're competing for uh you know professions that with professions mm -hmm. now that almost guarantee you that in your last semester you already have a job yes. there is no licensure requirement yes. or practicum yes. or anything they will hire you right That's away right. because it's That's very right. the, the market right now is so competitive That's right. and so here we are struggling to you know look for these young people who are talented mm -hmm who have a lot of options and we want them to become teachers but we don't have incentives. So part of this bill also requires, is, is put in here an incentive and this is in higher ed so we split the bill right. this year that um, will put a, a, a robust program for grants mm -hmm. in especially targeting areas where we know we have a shortage of teachers. So we, we're starting there because that's where, you know, as you know, in rural Minnesota, we have a significant mm -hmm. problem where we have to hire more teachers. So mm -hmm. we want to support that. Uh, we want to make sure that we have loan forgiveness programs. Yes. You know, so we, we are trying to be more creative in order to compete in the market. Right. But that will require really um, a more a greater support at mm -hmm. the legislature because without these incentives, we just don't think that these numbers can change. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I um, was in uh, Missouri this weekend, um, and my little sister, uh, who grew up in Wyzetta, goes to the University of Missouri, and she's going to be a teacher. And so she uh, went on a couple of interviews in Missouri, and they offered her a job. Right. And the incentive in Missouri is they'll pay for her graduate studies. Exactly. And so nice. even though I think that in her home district where she grew up, they want her, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they're going to be able to compete. Right. Um, so she very well, literally right now, or she'd probably be mad if I said it, but I'll tell her, Sydney Hayden is her name. She's fantastic. So she's my sister. But she is uh, going to graduate here in a couple months and has two offers in Missouri, nice. both of them. I don't know what salary yeah. is, but I do know that the major perk is that they will fund her graduate education. Um, and she is looking for opportunities here, but may not take a job in her home state because of that. Exactly. I mean, that's happening mm -hmm. right now as mm -hmm. we speak. Mm -hmm. She's uh, with my folks trying to make that decision. So I think that, that, that it, it just resonates with me, and mm -hmm. I think it's something to talk about. Um, about how can we recruit people, talented people. She's a young African-American woman and second, third generation Minnesotan now and may not come back once again to this state to teach because the opportunities in a different state uh, are much better than they are here in terms of the perks. Um, 
So, Senator, I want to, before we wrap up, I just want to get a sense of where the bill is at and kind of what do we need to do to get this bill heard. Um, what's what's? I assume there might be some obstacles in the way, um, and I think it would be really good for our listeners to know that. As you know, um, the last year we had significant progress in the House. We had hearings. The move, the bill, really moved in the House. Uh, very positively in the Senate, we didn't have that. We didn't even get one hearing. Mm -hmm. This year, uh, the chair of the Senate, Senator Nelson, has promised that she will look into this. We don't know really actually what that means. Okay. But we really need people uh, to ask the legislature to walk the talk because mm -hmm. that's this is an issue that we talk about all mm -hmm. the time, all the time. We appreciate teachers. We love teachers. We want to help. We want to really do something about it, but there has been really no major investments in this issue. Mm -hmm. So we need to do more. But uh, the, the bill is moving again in the House, and mm -hmm. a version that is much smaller, as I said, than that one we had last year. But uh, there is a lot of support in the House, and we just don't see the same support in the Senate. So people should call or write Senator Nelson and tell her to hear this bill, is, is what I'm saying. The Increased Teachers of Color Act. I think it's important. Senator Nelson is a as the education chair, of policy and finance from Rochester, and we need uh, all people who listen to this podcast, their friends, to get on the phone or send her a note so that this bill can be heard and we can at least vet out the ideas and the things that we can get done this year will get done, and then hopefully, if we're all back next year, we can put some money to this and get it done. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. This is such an important bill, and I thank you for letting us come to talk about it. Um, there are many talented colleagues that I have who are in classrooms right now who could benefit in so many ways from the different aspects of this Good. bill um, in terms of either getting into the profession or being supported once they're in the profession. Um, I would love to see everyone have a positive experience. Teaching is a wonderful profession. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, and um, hands down, teachers of color go in to make a difference, right, mm -hmm. in our own communities, but also in the broader global community. And we do. We just have to be able to have that chance to get in there. That's great. Senator Patricia Torres-Ray, Ms. Kimberly Colbert, thank you for being on Call of the Senate. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Call of the Senate. I'm Senator Jeff Hayden, and I hope you enjoy getting to know my colleagues and hearing about important things that are happening at the Capitol. If you'd like to hear more stories, please visit our website, SenateDFL.MN, or connect with us on social media with the handle at SenateDFL. Thank you. Thank you.